Hi, it's Carolina. I'm so excited that you could join us on the City Point Redcliffe podcast. You're just about to hear a message from one of our incredible preaching team, and I know you're going to be encouraged and inspired by what you hear. If it does encourage you, why don't you share it with someone who you know might need to hear it as well? And make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any of the messages that are uploaded every single week. And for now, sit back and enjoy. I hope you get blessed. You know how amazing it is to actually be in this time. I couldn't imagine what it would have been like 2,000 years ago. Being in that moment when their saviour, when the person that they had lived with for the past three years and believed and saw miracles and saw promises that would set people free, what would it have been like to see him crucified on that cross? They would have been in a moment of sorrow. And you read through it, they, they were in agony, they were in pain. They're like, why did the saviour of the world die today? And how amazing it is for us that now in this time we can celebrate. Today is not a day of sorrow. Today is a day of celebration. Today is a day where we get to know that God has set us free, that God has made us whole. It doesn't matter what we're going through in our life. We all go through bad times. We all go through tough times. Things take place that we don't understand. And we know this from last year that good, bad things happen to good people. But we have come to a place because of what took place on that cross where we now have hope. We now have his love. There is something that we can hold on to, that we no longer need to fear. We no longer need to be consumed by our pain and our, our, our frustrations because he made a way. As Cam said, the only reason that we get to celebrate, the only reason we get to, to serve this amazing God is because he did rise again. He is not bound by death. But he is risen again and he has set us all free. And this morning I want to read from Mark chapter 15. And I know we've probably all read it before. In, in verse 33 to 39. If you've got your Bibles you can turn there. Otherwise it will be on the screen. And it says. Now when the sixth hour had come. There was darkness over the whole land. Until the ninth hour. And at the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice saying, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Some of those who stood by when they heard that said, Look, he is calling for Elijah. Then someone ran and filled a sponge full of sour wine, put it on a reed and offered it to him to drink, saying, Let him alone. Let us see if Elijah will come to take him down. And Jesus cried out with a loud voice and breathed his last. Then the veil of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. So when the centurion who stood opposite him saw that he cried out like this and breathed his last, he said, truly this man was the son of God. How incredible is that? That even the way he died, the way he made that sacrifice, that even those that didn't believe in him go, this guy was the son of God. It doesn't matter what's going on in your life. 
He is above all things. Don't be controlled by what goes on in your life. Don't be controlled by the things that take place around the world. But know that there is hope and there is a future. There is a plan for your life in God. You know, Jesus didn't go to the cross because he was bored. He wasn't sitting in heaven one day and going, we've been doing this for a long time. Why don't I go down there and I'll be tortured? I'll go hang on a cross just to see what it's like. Could be fun, might not be. You don't know until you try something, don't you? But he went there to accomplish something. He went there for a purpose. And that purpose was to bring you into a relationship with him. It wasn't done in vain. It wasn't done for no reason at all. But he wants to have a relationship with you. Your life is so valuable that he was willing to go to the cross. He was willing to experience that pain so that he could have a relationship with you. And this morning, I want to just go through three things that he accomplished by going to the cross. And I know it is that he went to the cross so that we could have a relationship with him so he could pay the price of our sin. There's a couple of things that I want to go through and that, that I see that God had done by allowing Jesus to die for us. And the first one comes from 1 Peter 2 verse 9. It says, But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into light. My first point this morning is, what he accomplished on that cross was that he brought you out of darkness. And sometimes you might look at that and go, what does that mean? It's dark here and now there's a light that shines? In some way, yes, but what he's saying is that the suffering of your life, the pain that you're facing, maybe you're, you're in sickness, maybe there's a problem in your family, maybe your kids are away from God, there's things in your life that you're believing for, there's things in your life that maybe you've been diagnosed with. Sickness comes. We are diagnosed with different things. But what he's saying is, I've brought you out of that. You are no longer defined by those things. You are no longer defined by the diagnosis of this world. He has called you to a place of healing. He has called you to a place of freedom. A place of forgiveness. There is no condemnation in God. He has called you to a place of higher level. You know, I think about this and it's, it's a bit like waking up in the middle of the night. It's pitch black. It's dark. And you're kind of walking through your house trying to go to the toilet or go see your kids or something. And you're, like, you're looking for the wall. Oh, where's the table? There it is there. You're trying to find your way to the bathroom. Where it is? Kick your toe and you're like, oh, where is it? You can't see where you're going. Sometimes we are like this in life. We don't know where we're going. We don't know which direction we're supposed to head in. We're kind of to the left, to the right. And sometimes finally we make it to the toilet. <laughs> sometimes you just give up and you're like, stop, I'm going back to bed. <laughs> but 
But in the other way, if we turn the light on, you don't have to try and find the wall. You don't have to try and find the table. You don't have to step over the to- uh, trip over the toys. When the light comes on, you can see clearly where you're going. When the light comes on, you're not worried about the circumstances anymore. I can see where I need to go. I can see the direction. You no longer sway to the side, but you can walk straight. That is what he did by going to the cross. He brought you out of that. He has given you a direct light to your future. If you're in a dark cave and you keep looking down, it's very hard to find the way out. It's very hard to find the light and which way to go so you end up just going around in circles. You feel like, why am I still stuck here? Why, what's going on? Why can't I see anything? Why can't I see a way out? And sometimes our circumstances in life are like that. We don't know how to get out. Why do I keep making decisions? Why do I keep doing things that keep bringing me back to the same place where I'm looking down and I can't see where I'm going? But what God's saying is, look up to me. Stop looking down at your circumstances. But look to me. When you see the light, then you can follow it. You can go towards it. And it brings you up out of that situation that you're in. God has never mentioned for you to stay in that situation. You know, it is only in the light that we can see beyond our circumstances and see the bigger picture of all that he has for us. Don't be consumed by what is going on around you. But allow God to bring freedom into your life. There is hope in him. No circumstance, no issue, no family problem. We all have family problems of some sort. Or we at least go through something. Families are fun most of the time. Sometimes they are very unbearable. (laughs) But when we look from where God is, the place that he's brought us by going to that cross and giving us a way out, giving us direction, giving us life, giving us hope, we are no longer consumed and bound by those things in our life but we stand in a place of life. We stand in a place of joy, of peace. It doesn't matter what's going on. We can still have peace no matter how bad things are. God is for us. Our identity is no longer found in our problems, but our identity is in Him. My second point this morning is when He went to the cross, He freed us from sin. The sin in our life stopped us from being able to have a relationship with Him. It stopped us from being able to connect with Him. You know, the only thing that God wants is to have a relationship with you. Jesus went to the cross so that He could break all the power of sin. We deserve to die. We deserve not to have a relationship with Him. But his grace was bigger. His grace was more powerful. And he said, no, I don't care what's going on in this world. I want a relationship with my people. I want a relationship with my children. You know, I found that becoming a father was probably the best 
example of what it was like, what it is like for God, forgiving us, loving us, no matter what. Like, I don't know if you've got kids or had kids, but there's moments in your life when <laughs> you just, <laughs> they are frustrating. They do things and you have some bad thoughts that go through your head. Has anyone else been like that or is it just me? Just me. <laughs> we can't all have perfect kids like you, Mel. <laughs> but you know, it doesn't matter how frustrated you get. It doesn't matter how angry you get. If they come to you and they go, Dad, I am so sorry for what I did. I know I didn't listen to you. I know I didn't do what you said, but I am sorry. Do you know that all anger, all frustration, all hurt, all pain, it disappears. All we have is compassion. It is such an amazing feeling when your, your child comes to you humbly, with all their heart asking for forgiveness. And all we can do is forgive. And I picture it as this, when they come and say, I forgive you, sir. In my case, it's daughter, because I've only got daughters. I tried. <laughs> I cut it off at three. I feel like I can handle three girls. Four girls? Not so much. <laughs> but I said, all I want for you is to listen to what I'm saying. All I want you to do is to obey what I tell you. It is not to pull you down. It is not to hurt you. It is not to break you. It is not to make you feel worthless. But the reason I'm saying these things is because I want to see you have a future. I want to see you succeed. I want to see you be the best person you can be. And this is exactly the same way that God reacts to us when we come to Him. He wants us to come humbly. Say, God, forgive me. I know I've sinned. I know I've done the wrong thing. But forgive me. And he says the same thing. I forgive you. You know, we picture it as God remembers what Jesus did at the cross. But can I say that God is not bound by time. He sees things differently. It's not that he remembers what Jesus did. But when we come to him and we ask for his forgiveness, he sees Jesus dying on that cross because he is in every moment. He sees it and he knows that price has already been paid. You are free. You are forgiven. You are made whole. And what he's saying this morning is, all I want you to do is listen to me. All I want you to do is obey me. These things is not so that you can pull you down. It is not to hurt you. It is not to frustrate you and, and stop you from doing the things that you want to do. But these things are actually to benefit you. These things are to grow you, to strengthen you, to make you whole, to give you a future. He knows what's going to take place. We don't. We hope we know. We guess. We make some decisions and hope that they're going to work out. But he already has the answer. He's already seen it. 
He knows how to make you succeed. He knows how to make you happy. He knows how to bring peace into your life. He knows where you need to be in order to be effective. All he's asking is that you humbly come before him. Ask for his forgiveness so that he can set you free, so that he can bring you into a relationship with him. You know, we bind ourselves by our own guilt. We go through situations and we think that, how can God forgive that? How can God forgive me? The things I've done, I can't even share with somebody. The things in my life, if anybody knew, they, they wouldn't talk to me. They wouldn't come to me. How can God forgive that? Can I say to you today, there is nothing, there is nothing that you've done. There is nothing that you're going through or been through that God cannot forgive. He paid the price at the cross. It wasn't for small sins. It wasn't for small issues. It wasn't for small problems. It was for every problem, every sin, every circumstance. All he wants is for you to come and humble yourself. It is through humbling ourselves before him that we can be set free. That these things no longer control our life. And the whole purpose of it is to, is to bring us into a relationship with him. You know, my third point this morning is what he did at that cross was he granted us unlimited access. And I got that from that, that first verse that we read this morning in Mark chapter 15, verse 38. It says, Then the veil of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. Up until that point, the Spirit of God was confined to a tent. It was only the high priest that could go into there and commune with God hear from him. He would take the questions of the people and he would go into this tent and he would hear from God and he would come back out and he would share that with the people, what God had said. But as that curtain, as that veil was torn, he was saying, I am no longer confined to this place. I am now available to all people. To everybody that wants to come to me, I am available. You know, he wants a relationship with you this morning. He wants to surround you. He wants to fill you. He wants to speak to you. I think about things that are unlimited. You know, for a, a number of years, we had an unlimited pass to, to SeaWorld, Movie World, and Wet n Wild. Does anyone else like theme parks? We've got a few here. I love them. I love the rides. I love the adrenaline rush. My wife hates them. But as a good husband, I made sure she went on the rides anyway. <laughs> we have some pretty good photos of her screaming. I think at one point, she may have cried. <laughs> that was the last time she went on the rides. <laughs> 
but it's something about having an unlimited past that we want to make the most of it. There was many times that we went to three parks in one day. Over Christmas, when it's hot, we were out wet and wild like every weekend. When you have a past like that, you want to make the most of it. I've paid the money for that. I want to keep going. I'm going to go and make sure I get my money's worth. The same with a buffet. Who knows your plan for a buffet? You pay the money to go to a buffet. You make sure you don't have lunch. That way you've got plenty of room to eat at, at dinner time. You rock up, you eat until you're stuffed and you're sitting in your seat going, I feel so sick. So you go get dessert. <laughs> and you feel so sick again and you're like, I can't eat anymore. So you sit there for 10 minutes and go, maybe I'll go to the toilet. I can get some more in. We all been there? <laughs> you want to make the most of, of your unlimited past. And I wonder, why don't we do that with God sometimes? We have unlimited access to the King of all kings. That whatever situation you're going through, you can come to Him. We don't have to come to Pastor Carolina, Pastor Cam, another pastor that you know. They might be able to help guide you. They, they might potentially hear from God better. But can I say, you have access to Him. The whole reason He went to the cross was so that He could have a relationship with you. Not just me, but every single person in this place. He wants to be in your life. He wants to be in every circumstance. Because in Him, He is the light. He is the hope. I wonder how people can go through this life in the way the world is and not have God. Because He is the one that brings the hope. He is the one that brings the peace. I've been through many things in my life that it that have challenged me, that have been difficult for me and my family. But you know, the one thing that kept us going, the one thing that made me strong, the one thing that got me through those situations was the fact that I actually had a relationship with God, that He was on my side. And I knew that no matter what took place, I had Him. I'm not trying to tell you this morning that bad times aren't going to happen. They will take place. But He has a plan for you. He is with you through all of that. And no matter how bad things get, He can still bring peace in that situation. He can still bring joy in that situation. You know, we're going to come around a time of communion this morning. And if you want to open those things up so you can all be loud at the same time. We should really come up with some quieter ones. <laughs> but I want to challenge you this morning. Will you come humbly before Him this morning? Would you lay aside the circumstances in your life? Would you lay aside 
the pain, the frustration that you might be facing. Maybe it's not those kind of things. Maybe it's just confusion. Maybe it's direction. God, what do you want me for? What do you want me to do? Would you lay everything aside this morning? Humbly come before Him and go, God, forgive me. We all need His forgiveness. We are a selfish people, but but God wants to use us. God wants us to succeed. God wants to fill us. I hope you understand just how much He loves you. How much He wants to surround you. How much He wants to have a relationship with you. And it's not about just you coming and praying and and then leaving. But He actually wants to speak to you. He wants to guide you through every situation you're facing. All He's asking is that you come humbly before Him. God, I lay down my life. I know that I cannot do this on my own. I need you. I need you to guide me. I need you to direct me. I need you to bring peace in my life because I feel so anxious about everything. I need healing in my body. I need restoration in my family. You know, God wants to do all those things for you this morning. But all he wants is for you to come humbly before him. Surrender our life. And you'll be amazed at the peace that comes when we surrender to him. It doesn't matter what we face. He is right there. He's not waiting for you to be perfect before he, he encounters you. He just wants you to come as you are. He wants to fill you. How amazing is it that the God of creation, He wants to fill you. He wants to speak to you. He wants to go through this journey of life with you. Thank you for listening. We pray that this message inspires you to unmistakably influence your world for good and for God. Go ahead and share it with a friend. And can I invite you to connect with us on one of our many social media platforms as well? Most importantly, if you made a decision to follow Jesus, I want to say congratulations. This is the beginning of a life-changing journey. We'd love to see you at one of our many City Point Church services around the world this Sunday. And you can find out more about our service times and locations at citypointchurch.com. We would be so thrilled to see you there.